crazy everybody's pissed off everybody's pissed off not getting what they want but he's angry at wrestling stuff creative decisions it's all going to be handled here we're going to talk some smackdown stuff not everything but the key, the key things that went down on SmackDown. Yes, the couple of key things that I saw. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm Taz. You, you, yeah, take two. You are listening to. I went. Uh, you are listening to the uh, Taz show. Thank you for downloading this episode. You're doing that at uh, Radio.com on the app or the app or the website, or you're doing it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, the Stitcher Radio, the Spotify's, or maybe you're doing it on Google Gimmick, Google, Google, Google. Yes, I uh, yeah, the Google Play. I think that's what it is. Thanks. So, thanks for downloading the show. I appreciate it. I'm an award-winning podcaster. Just want you to know that, and I'm a legitimate broadcaster. Despite what you might hear and the jocularity and the sophomoricism, I am all those things. I promise. So I'm just letting you know that. I know what the fuck I'm doing out here. So don't you sweat that. Anyways, so uh, before I get talking about a couple of things that are kind of the big stuff that as we get ready to go into WrestleMania, we're on the road to WrestleMania. As we all know, we are definitely on the road to WrestleMania. We're on a cusp here. It's uh, just just uh, we're counting down the days. Um, so we're under a week and a half as I record this, something in that realm. Listen, oh, by the way, speaking of WrestleMania, a little side note, um, a little side note on that. Um, so after WrestleMania, I don't want to, I can't say too much at this very second, like at this very moment, I can't give you too much detail, but I got a funny feeling that you people, okay, you people, you're not going uh, to want to, uh, you're going to want to keep your plans open for after WrestleMania. All of you, just let you know that. Just keep your plans open. Don't book anything. Don't make any plans. That's all I'm going to tell you. Like right after WrestleMania, or maybe even during the main event of WrestleMania. I think I'm giving you enough hints what might be going on here. So, a couple of little big birdies uh, in the big company I work for. They've been chirping. Big, big birds. Uh, the big birds. Yes. So, just uh, I'll have more news on that next week. Next week. So it could be a something uh, pretty good, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. So, so anyway, so keep that uh, between you and me, please. Don't spread that. We don't want anyone to, you know, get word of that. Just keep that on the download, just between Taz and you. That's how this is done, right here. Okay. So that's where we're going with that. What else we got going on? Ba la 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 la. Be think 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 think. Oh yes, right. So, um. I guess I should just jump right into the SmackDown. Oh, I have to plug. They told me plug, plug Pro Wrestling Tees. Buy yourself a Taz Show shirt. Okay, you have to go do that at Pro Wrestling Tees. That's a must. Um, the shirts are selling great, especially uh, some of the uh, the newer ones. That's what the, the, the two newer ones out that have dropped uh, are selling tremendously. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash T-A-Z, okay? Right now, they got a weekend special. Um, well, actually, I shouldn't say right now. The weekend special starts Wednesday, April 3rd, and I think it goes to Monday, April 8th. And just go get your Taz show, not just Taz show, Taz stuff. Um, and I'll go through a litany of the shirts right here in a second. And it's 20% off uh, to 30% off. Well, actually, it's 20% off site-wide. That's what it is. And um, so you can go over there, and the code is Mania, like WrestleMania. Mania is the code. And orders over $150 get free U.S. free USA shipping. So that's if you live in the U.S., obviously. But you can get these shirts no matter where you live. So 
I'm just getting it to free shipping, I guess. I don't know how it works, but that's the gimmick. Name it's Fernand Burnham. So, you know, you can get 20% off, but so buy yourself. So by the time this podcast drops, you'll have a day or two to go on ProWrestlingTees.com slash T-A-Z. Look at my shirts, and uh, some are Taz show, some are not Taz show. Like, for example, the newest one on there, this is Path of Rage shirt, uh, Red Face Jones, and then you got the Survivor If I Let You shirt. These are both $19.99, 20 fucking dollars a clip, okay? That's cheap. These are excellent quality shirts. You people know Pro Wrestling Tees gives you legit shirts. The Bump Card shirt, okay, Food Truck Drones. Okay, this is a very unique novelty shirt. That's out there. Nub City's out there, FTW, straight old school, that's out there, running the game shirts are out there. My fav- One of my favorite is the Jabba Face, you'll go see it, that one's a little more expensive, $24.99, go check that out, and it's some old school, actually, somebody, um, uh, was it Claire from the UK, I think it was, uh, sent me on uh, on the social medias uh, on Raw, uh, it was Raw Smackdown, homeboy was wearing a, somebody was wearing a hoodie, uh, old school gimmick clubhouse camo hoodie. Taz Show Camo Hoodie. We used to sell those on Pro Wrestling Tees. They're not available at the moment, but you can get a limited edition Gimmick Clubhouse Camo T-shirt, which is awesome. Now, this is uh, $39.99. The th- thing with this here, this is like an info fucking commercial over here. I didn't mean this to happen, but fuck it. I don't normally do this. I'm doing this for a second. So you don't like it, too bad. This shirt is not like a regular T-shirt, just so you know. And I think that these people at Pro Wrestling Tees need to be talked to. Because they're not explaining what type of t-shirt this is, hence the money of the shirt. This, I believe, is more of like an underwicking type, Under Armour style of that type of shirt. That type, you know, a lot of people have those shirts. It's not a cotton shirt. I got to talk to them about this. I think they have the description incorrect on this. Uh, Hence why it's expensive, the shirt. Because it's like I said. Like an Under Armour type thing But it's a camo t-shirt on there So I'll tell them to fix that description I'm a little upset with that description to be frank Of course you have classic Taz Show shirts in there, Like the Taz Show General Store The Jobber t-shirt Body Sims and Beyond t-shirts uh, the, the Human Suplex Machine character shirt By the way, I want to talk about that real quick before I move on And I'm done talking about t-shirts um, The Human Suplex Machine character shirt It's an orange t-shirt now that design there, that that cartoon, it's like a I don't know, a cartoon like a superhero type thing. Um, now this shirt too, by the way, is nineteen dollars ninety nine cents. Now that the artist on this thing, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but this was done years ago. This actual cartoon is drawing by a guy, uh, an artist in Japan. So I, his name escapes me, but that's who drew this thing here. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal shirt, uh, phenomenal design. So if you're Fan of what I did in the orange and black attack gimmick, human suplex machine. Uh, that's a that's one of the better sellers uh, on my store on Pro and Tees is that character shirt, uh, character T. Um, you know, a lot of times people say, "Hey Taz, you fuck." What is your favorite of your shirt? And a lot of times, like it's the last shirt that I designed, which in this instance is the Path of Rage shirt. Um, that's one of my favorite, and then Survive I left you let you because they're throwback. Of, of a design that uh, I had back in the day, as you guys know, but the, like I said, the Jobber Face shirt is a is a kind of a parody shirt off of a different company without naming names. Wank wank. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, those are probably my my two or three favorites: Path of Rage, Survivor, Let You, and the Jobber Face. Uh, but I love all the run the run the game shirts. I love them. Ah, look, fuck it. I said I'm not going to keep talking about it, and I'm going to stop now. Enough. So uh, I guess we'll f- barrel fucking straight forge ahead into talking about SmackDown. I got to make sure I give you the free lunches And I don't hype and sell and fucking pump shit out here like a shill uh, Otherwise people get pissed off That's what happens Because you know, you're paying so much money for these podcasts uh, So that's why you can tell me what the fuck to do Mark Okay, that's the problem uh, that's, what, that's what burns my ass a little bit to be frank um, Alright, blown up all right, Here we go So What's you know? Th- th- there are two things everybody's talking about. Obviously, Kofi Kingston. Now he he's getting what everybody was hoping for, and he's going to WrestleMania. Mr. McMahon grants Kofi that, uh, and also obviously Charlotte Flair. Most of you guys know this. Defeated Oscar to win the SmackDown Women's Title. So, all right, let's start there. So, a lot of people are upset that Charlotte Flair beat Oscar. She had Oscar tap out. Um, you know, to her finish and all this stuff 
And they, I thought they had an excellent match. I really enjoyed the match. I mean, these two girls are both tremendous workers. So it don't matter what you think of either of them. Of them. They're both phenomenal, top of their game, you know, talents. So um, now look, <clears throat> I'm going to just be honest with you. This might surprise a lot of you. Um, it might. It might surprise you. It might not. But I think it might surprise you, my stance on this. Okay, I am not, and I repeat, I am not pissed off that Charlotte won the SmackDown title, women's title. I think they did the right thing here. That, yes, that, I think they did the right thing here with this. A um, couple of things I want to tell you why. Okay, so here's the dealio, right? So look, we all know the deal here. So at WrestleMania, we have a gigantic three-way match that was, was announced that will be a main, the main event of WrestleMania, which congratulations to all three ladies. In that, uh, from Charlotte to Becky to Ronda Rousey, so that's a that's a huge accomplishment. Um, congratulations to all three. And I said this on Taz and Moose because we do talk wrestling a lot. As I told you guys that don't listen, sometimes you should listen on CBS Sports Radio or Radio.com live with live phones. If you have wrestling questions, call the show. It's okay. Don't be intimidated if you don't know about sports. You can still call and talk about wrestling. It's fucking. No big deal. Don't worry about that. Don't don't be intimidated by that. I'm, I, I, no one said they are, but sometimes people that aren't are not into mainstream sports, they don't want to call a sports show because they think they're going to get eaten up on the air by the host. And Moose and I are not like that. It's not going to happen. If you call and act like an asshole, yes, you will get eaten up. But I digress. So here's the thing. Congrats to all three ladies. And they all worked hard in this angle to get to, to, to be the main event of uh, WrestleMania. But a special congrats to, to Becky and Charlotte because of the years and skin in the game. You know, where Becky don't have that same amount of skin in the game. She brings that that household name, you know, cachet. I get that. And her star power helped draw this and her legitimacy helped draw this. So Ronda Rousey deserves the congrats. I'm not diminishing that. But the other two ladies, I'm I'm into who pay I really dig when folks pay their dues in said business. And we've have Lots of skin in the game and years in the game from Becky and Charlotte. Hence why I'm giving a little special thank you. Uh, congratulations, I should say. R- regardless, so you're going into this first time ever, women main event, main eventing uh, a WrestleMania main event. It's a massive, massive deal. You're going to have, what, 70, over 70, 80,000 people, you know, uh, in a massive stadium in New Jersey where the Jets and Giants play, you know, MetLife Jones, right? The whole deal. Uh, MetLife Stadium, so it, that's a that's a gigantic thing, right? To, to be the main event of that, that's you, you dream of things like that, you know, you really do. And and real quick, the side note, like for me, when I was a young wrestler coming up, I didn't have those dreams. I, I wasn't a defeatist or negative. I knew I probably never never have the opportunity to main event a WrestleMania. I also knew that I probably would never get a chance to main event a WWE show. Because I was an undersized guy But then as my career started evolving And especially once ECW started cranking I started doing well And years went by And then I'm like, oh, I might have a shot at this main event thing You know, you never know I mean, I might have I didn't care I mean, I, I had three goals, you know, in my career No particular order I wanted to um, I wanted to make a full-time living in the business No matter what company I was wrestling for I wanted to make enough money to uh, to say I, I make a living I don't have to have another job to wrestle Because when I first came up as a wrestler I was working, I was bouncing I was working construction, I was working security I was working for a long time for a railroad company In New York called the Long Island Railroad As a trackman, installing track And then going to the gym afterwards And using my personal days for dates to go wrestle You know, so, uh, you know, grinding Like a lot of guys and girls do, right? So I did all that shit, and so I just wanted, I hated having real jobs. I wanted to fucking be a wrestler, not have a real job, you know? It was my goal. So for me, that was number one, okay, to, to, to you know, make a full-time living in the business. My second one was to hold a championship of some sorts in some company, uh, no matter where it was, just to have some sort of a championship. I did that, so that's a big deal, okay? So I, I took care of those two. And then the last one, you know, I, I wanted to get to wrestle once at, at Madison Square Garden. And, you know, I've mentioned this years ago, these three things that I had on my bucket list. And um, and this was my bucket list before these fucking things were called bucket list. This was my bucket list before there were buckets. 
How about that? Okay, seriously, right? Well, maybe not. I'm not that old, but anyway. Um, and then so I got to obviously wrestle at the Garden more than once and perform at the Garden, at, and obviously having my debut at the Garden. So, boom, I nailed all three. Okay, so I never had on my bucket list main event WrestleMania. So I don't, I don't lay in bed at night crying. Oh my god, I never made a real WrestleMania. Oh my god, I've got to wrestle on them. I've got to call main events some of them as a broadcaster. Uh, so that that part's awesome, but um, but anyway, so for these three ladies to main event WrestleMania is a massive, 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 massive thing. This is, as you guys know, a massive, massive opportunity, gigantic, spectacular amount of you know attention is on you and pressures on you, expectations on you. So we have Ronda as the now I'm getting back to Charlotte. Give me a second. You got Ronda as the as the Raw Women's Champion. You got the man Becky Lynch, uh, and then you have Charlotte Flair. Well, now you have Becky Lynch, the man Becky Lynch. You have the, the Raw Women's Champion in Ronda Rousey, and you have Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion. So now what you did here. This is why I like what WWE did, okay? And it's not the only reason why I like them putting on a belt on Charlotte. I'll get into the second part in a second. You just made, you just helped immensely. Not one, but two. Your two main women's championships. You just put those fucking belts in the main event. That's spectacular, and nobody expected it to happen. That's the other part that was really cool for a TV moment. Okay, um, I, so I understand. I understand unless I missed something. I, I don't believe the. I don't believe the. Uh, what do you call it? The um, uh, the SmackDown titles on the line here, so it's winner take all for both belts. I don't think it is anyway. Um, even if they did that, fine. But I don't think that's the case here. But like I said, unless I missed something in the past. 24 or something hours, uh, maybe I don't think I did though, but regardless It it just helps the It helps the main event A little bit, because now your selling point For over a week now is you have Two world champions in This match, it's a it's a triple Threat match, and you have two World champions in this match So it's uh you know It's, it, it just makes it Even bigger and better, it also Really, it helps the SmackDown Championship to be on the same level as the Raw Championship. No matter if it's on the line or not, it just helps that championship. You know, that's a that's a huge deal. That's huge, guys. And I think some folks are missing that. That's a big part of why they did what they did here to WWE. It's a good, good booking decision. It makes sense. I promise you, it makes sense. So now. A lot of people are hating on Charlotte, right? A lot of people are hating on Charlotte. I get, I get, I get that to a degree. I mean, she's a heel, okay, and she's handpicked. And I'm saying this in air quotes. She's handpicked by Mister McMahon, and they're going with that gimmick that she's the chosen one. They're going with that, okay. You could feel the overtones of it, and they're doing it smartly. That it's because of who her daddy is, you know, that that's helping her here. Um, it's who you know, not what you know. It's the political end of business or wrestling or whatever. I, I, it's all, it's smart. They're piling more fucking heat on a heel. <laughs> and then they put the SmackDown woman's title on this heel in Charlotte and they give her more fucking heat. Guys, that's the key. You want your fucking heels to have heat. It puts more heat on Charlotte Flair. Period. Period. Who else has more heat than Charlotte Flair? Oh, I think I know the answer. If she has more, maybe the same level or close to it, uh, I don't know, Ronda Rousey? Yeah, Taz, that's right, Ronda Rousey. So now you have not one, but the two heels, hottest heels in the WWE in the same fucking match against the hottest babyface in Becky Lynch. Guys. This is not good booking. This is genius booking. Yes. This is very smart. This makes Becky even more. I do feel she's going to win the match. And when she wins, it makes her even more. She might not win, but I think she's going to. I'm giving I'm giving you a couple of reasons why it's smart that they did what they did. Now, on the, the flip side, the negative side, and, you know, it's Oscar. 
okay, she was unfortunately a sacrificial laminist, and she she you know tapped out, lost her title, and and they haven't really been. I don't think she had a match set anywhere for WrestleMania at, the, at that moment that she wrestled on SmackDown against Charlotte. Um, they I don't feel they've been booking her right, but. I said this a while back here on a recent podcast here on the Taz show that they really think I really think they need to go to a dark place with Oscar, get her off camera, get her off TV for a little while, let her come back dark, violent, really like just over the top. She wears all these vibrant, crazy colors all the time. She's exuberant. She's got the mask. Let her bring her culture uh, uh, from Japan Uh to a dark side, you know, uh, uh, from something from from her, her native land, you know, let, and let her be that character, and let let her have whatever straight jet black hair instead of like pink and rose hair and all these vibrant colors, like I said, and let her. I'd even change her music. I'd change her complete branding and packaging. I would really just really make over Oscar, and then I'd get her eventually get that title back. That's what I would do with her. Um, and, and WWE might do that if they really want to, they know how to do that and they can do it, you know, big time, uh, with her. Um, but seriously, I just, I just given you my stance on this thing here. I, I, I'm sorry. I just don't agree with a lot of narrative out there that how horrific and horrible this was that Charlotte won a match. She's a friggin' heel guys. She and she's a top heel, even more top, even higher now, along with the other ultra high top heel in in Ronda Rousey in the same match, which happens to be this friggin' gigantic main event at this gigantic biggest show ever uh, in, in WWE's history. Each year is WrestleMania. Uh, it's the Super Bowl of of sports entertainment and professional wrestling. So you have these two monster heels, big heels. With titles on there around their waist Championships it helps the Championships especially the Smackdown Championship because it needed help It needed help and 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 most importantly this really helps the Man Becky Lynch it does Because I'm not saying it's a Handicap match I'm not saying Ronda and Charlotte are doubling up and going After Ronda I'm not even implying That what I'm saying is you got two Talents in there with massive heat And one who's got nothing but Love that's great because now Becky, a bulk of that match, she could sell, okay. And these other two girls are going to make her sell while they're going after each other. Uh, it, it's a, it's it's very smart what they did, guys. I mean, I, there's layers of reasons why it's smart. I went through most of them here. Um, I'm sorry, I like it a lot, and I think that might surprise some of you guys. And it is what it is. But um, I can't sit here and shit on it. I really can't. I just believe in heels with heat. I mean, he, you know, he draws money. I mean, that's just, that's, that he, he draws money. It's been like that for, for decades and decades in the business, and that will never change. Heels draw money. Heat draws money. You pile heat in your main event, and that's what they did. It's smart. It works. Sorry. It's, it's the right thing. Might not be the popular decision. You might not like it, and that's, that's her job. That's Charlotte's job is to get you not to like her. That's her fucking job, guys. You know, I'm sorry. And you can't sit here and tell me with Charlotte. I'll defend her all day. You can't say, I don't care who her dad is. You can't sit here and tell me, okay? You can't sit here and tell me that she's she's not ultra talented in the ring. She's not a legitimate athlete in that ring. She's not a, a she, she's not a, a legitimate worker. And she hasn't paid her fucking dues. You can't sit here and tell me that. Because you'd be out of your mind. Out your mind. I, I, I'm just telling you right now, you can't sit here and say that. She is actually a legitimate athlete, a collegiate athlete, and, and who's evolved into an excellent worker in a business. I, I don't, look, I don't get paid by WWE. I don't get paid by Charlotte. I met Charlotte once in my life. I, I, you know, really, I, 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 that was at the SmackDown 900. I might have met her uh, with, with Rick and her, her family years ago uh, when, when she was younger, before she was in the business, maybe through her dad and, and with her other family members. I remember we go to Charlotte. Sometimes Rick would have his family there. So that might have been. But uh, she is I, – I don't get paid by WWE or her or, or anybody or Ronda Rousey. I'm over here telling you why this is a good move. And I'm over here telling you why I, I, you, you should boo Charlotte. You should hate on Charlotte. That's her job. She's a fucking heel. <laughs> That's her job. I mean, I, maybe I'm too old school, and I, I'm fucking. I, I don't realize. I I, I don't know, but I, it it's perfect. It's perfect because it's all 
lining the cards up perfectly for Becky Lynch. And that's the key in this main event. This is great. This is great. I'm telling you. I, I love it. I, I really and um so I can't I can't sing the praises of it any more than I am. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's awesome. So that's the deal. Um, I gotta get to talk about the Kofi stuff. He's gonna face Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Uh but <clears throat> excuse me, pardon me. <clears throat> I apologize. It's just I'm a little, uh, a little dry. Sometimes that happens. Give me a second here, guys. Got some water. Nice H2O City, baby Yes Outstanding Alright, on that note, we're gonna go to break uh, Jobbers, uh, be right back, Tasha You have here. All right, so uh, yeah, we're back here in the Taz show. Anyways, um, other thing on the whole uh, Becky Lynch uh, deal, and with the whole stuff with um, what I was talking about with um, with uh, with the, the two championships for the main event at WrestleMania. She have both now. We'll see what happens if the SmackDown title. Women's title, if Becky somehow, some way, because they still have Raw here on Monday and they have SmackDown 2 on Tuesday, where they could do some kind of uh, creative, some kind of business, and I'm sure they will do something somehow as a go home going into WrestleMania where you get Becky to antagonize and piss off Charlotte enough to put her title on the line. So then maybe you have both championships on the line at WrestleMania. That's a big mofo main event right there. SmackDown War, uh, SmackDown and Raw Women Championships at stake uh, between these three women, um, you know, uh, at WrestleMania in the main event. That's just big, dude. Um, it's just, I, I just, I'm sorry. That shit is good that they did on SmackDown. <laughs> And I love Oscar too, but it just works. Let's check this out right before I get told about Kofi Kingston here in a second. Check this out. So just imagine, you know, imagine if they wouldn't have done this and they wouldn't have put the, the SmackDown Women's title on Charlotte and they just would have went with as it was going, a three-way dance, you know, triple threat match, uh, Raw Women's title on the line. Then you got Ross Oscar, who's either not on WrestleMania defending her title or no matter who she's defending her title against, I, it, it wouldn't even matter who she's defending her title against, um, Oscar. It's it's going to diminish. It's going to make the SmackDown Women's Championship look small, you know, because it's going to pale in comparison to being you know, being uh, being in the main event of WrestleMania, where the Raw Women's Championship would be. You know, that's a that's a big deal. You know, you can't diminish championships. You know, it just doesn't. It's uh, um, I don't know. It just makes no sense. It's bad enough. Like if I was, I saw this the other day on the WWE website. Once they put Charlotte's picture on there with the SmackDown Women's Title, you know, the three biggest photos with the champions uh, on the website is is Brock Lesnar, Daniel Bryan, Ronda Rousey. You know, Brock Lesnar, Universal Champ, Daniel Bryan, WWE Champ, Ronda Rousey, Raw Women's Champ, and then it's Charlotte Flair, smaller photo with the SmackDown Women's Title, Bobby Lashley. IC Championship, smaller title. Samoa Joe, uh, U.S. Champion, smaller title. And and Buddy Murphy with the Cruiserweight Championship, smaller picture. And then the tag team titles are bigger pictures. Now, I'm not a web designer. I don't design fucking websites, even though I probably could if I tried. But I don't do that, right? You still, you gotta, if I'm Charlotte, like, I, and I'm not saying she should do this or would do this, but I would be a little pissed. Like, why is my fucking photo not the same size as Ronda Rousey? <laughs> you know, or whoever the Raw Women's Champion is So that's just how how I would look at it 
but sometimes I'm petty. Um, but I understand this is probably done just for the proportion on the website. But you can't have the SmackDown Women's Championship champions photo smaller than the other top champions. Uh, you know, it, it, with either brand and the, the male champs and the female, the one female champ. You get my drift on this thing. You want to have Lashley with the IC title and Joe with the US title the same size? That's fine. They're not, they're big championships, but they're not as big uh, in status of the world championship, the universe championship, WWE championship, World Women's Championship, or SmackDown World Champion. So, anyway, you get my drift on that. So, that's, that's, I saw that on the website the other day and I was like, wow, what the heck? But, you know, it's a it's a really it's it just if if you have like I was saying if you had Oscar just to circle back what I was saying before I move on here, if you have um, Oscar and and she was she's working on Mania, what are you going to do? You're going to have her you're going to have her in a pre show match uh, defending her title. You know, it's going to piss fans off. Like let's be honest, it's gonna you're gonna have her against I don't know Carmella in in, in a, a even a WrestleMania match. You're gonna have her against you know whomever. I mean, you know what what are you gonna do? You know Mandy Rose or something like that. I, I I'm not knocking these other girls. I'm just saying that there's no build up. There's no pump. There's no you know what I mean. So it would just feel like it's just thrown in. You know, it, so they were damned if they did, damned if they weren't with Oscar because if they put her in a, a title match, it's gonna be minuscule compared to the, the universal the raw i'm just saying not universal the raw woman's title okay and if they don't put her on on if wwe doesn't put her on wrestlemania then they're damn there too so it's like well you know what let's make our main event for wrestlemania it's the first time ever women's main event that the women are main eventing for wrestlemania so let's make it even fucking bigger and now they could they could do whatever they want here they could do. They could shoot angles on Monday and Tuesday at Raw and SmackDown, like I was saying, where it's you know a gimmick where, um, well, okay, Becky somehow, some way, or maybe even maybe even uh, Ronda Rousey, you know, they they she, they they shoot an angle, they shoot an angles where they're trying to get these girls are trying to get shot to, to put that title line, or maybe Miss McMahon gets involved verbally or something like that or whatever, and they they make it happen. Um, and it's winner take all, so whoever wins is going to have both women's titles. And you know, that, uh, maybe they, may, you know, maybe the brand split goes away down the road, and then they make this one title. Who knows? Um, it's creative. They could do whatever they want. I mean, I, I don't think they should get rid of the brand split. I know. I think that was a Tazwell question last episode. I, I don't think they will. I don't think they have to get rid of the brand split. But when you see this happen, I started thinking, huh. You know, if they have a potential here, let's say Becky wins the main event of WrestleMania, uh, and they end up doing a deal where she puts that uh, Charlotte puts that title online. Now you got Becky with two titles. I mean, um, it wouldn't be the first time that happened. But then, do you are you on the road to meshing the two brands or kind of meshing championships? I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's 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 uh, that's for a future podcast. How about that? <laughs> that's a future podcast. So. All right, let's uh, let's talk about a little bit about what I was I've been not teasing but mentioning here about Kofi Kingston. So we saw it happen, and everybody's happy and and rightfully so for Kofi Kingston. He is now going on to WrestleMania, and he's gonna uh, wrestle uh, Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. So congrats to Kofi. Um, this is a guy who worked real hard for a lot of years, and and is I, I told you in the past I I. I when I was my time in WWE, I got to know Kofi a little bit. We weren't like best of friends, uh, but I, I we had never had heat. Just we're in different circles, but always, he was always I was always respectful to him. He was always respectful to me, and I like him. Kofi's a guy who always has a smile on his face. Comes to work, works hard, super positive. You don't have to worry about him getting in trouble, doing something dumb backstage, or getting into a fist fight. You know, somewhere at a bar. That's not like his style. You know, um, he's just always he just always was just always a good guy and. A uh, very hard worker, like I said. So, um, I'm happy for Kofi. Um, I'm happy because he's paid those dues, and you know, it's really cool here because having Big E, okay, and Woods, Xavier Woods, win for him, basically. You know that basically for them to and putting the heat, having Mister Man playing the character he plays so well, he's done for years in that. 
power role, which he knows is his life, <laughs> but as a heel and making these guys, you know, making Kofi jump through everything he can in gauntlet matches and all this stuff too, and 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 keep swerving them is, is great. Because it, it's not that it just makes it more um makes it easier again for Kofi to be a stronger babyface. Okay. And then to utilize his partners, okay, Big E and Woods to help him. Okay, to put the onus on them. Hey, you want to be team players so much? You want to help him so much? Okay, well, you got to win. You win uh, in this tag team gauntlet deal, then guess what? You could go and and work and wrestle uh, um, for the WWE Championship against Daniel Bryan. You're going to WrestleMania. Then your buddy Kofi Kingston is going to WrestleMania. Uh, love all that. And then what happened, the pop was great. Having Kofi... I thought nice touch was him being backstage watching the monitor. What what other you know babyface talents watching? I thought was excellent. Um, and then once they did the unthinkable, Woods and E and won, um, and having Kofi just run out there, the exuberance and the, the happy how happy they were and the energy was was tremendous. It was great TV. And how could you not be happy for it? They, they all sold it the right way. The audience was going crazy. It was tremendous. Uh, it really was. Um, now, so, um, and and the, the nice little touch of Mr. McMahon getting in his limo, and then they they go to interview him, and 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 uh, basically says, uh, well, yeah, Kofi's going to WrestleMania to place pops, and it's like, well, now I think he, I think Mr. McMahon called him like a B team player or a B a B what do you call him? a B plus player? That's what he called B plus player. Uh, can he defeat? I'm paraphrasing. Did he? Can he defeat Daniel Bryan? That type of thing for the WWE title. So he took a shot at Kofi in the limo, which gives him more babyface hype. It's great. It's so smart. And to get the rub from Vince, yo, dude, you're getting the rub from Vince McMahon. I mean, what more do you want here, dude? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. like that's key right there. Vince doesn't rub up against the talents much. When he does, he's trying to get a guy over. No, nah, that's cool. So I like it. Uh, you get to do business in WWE, verbal business, physical business, and you're a wrestler with Stephanie, Triple H, or Vince McMahon. That's your, you know, you're kissing a ring right there. You're kissing three rings. Let's put it that way. I don't mean a wrestling ring. All right. So that's 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 a great opportunity. So that's that's a good sign, you know. But anyway, um, I also feel. Okay, so uh, side note before I give you, I, I I have a concept here, and again, you know, I don't listen to other people's stuff like podcasts or YouTube stuff. I don't pay attention, so because I, I never want, I, I don't, I don't want to say like an asshole. I just don't, I don't care. Uh, I care about my. I feel like you, my audience, cares about my thoughts and opinions, and entertainment and expertise and opinions and all this shit. So I don't like to pay attention to anything else for two reasons. One, uh, three reasons. One, I don't have time, and that's the truth. Two, um, I don't want any of my thoughts, opinions, content, anything to be persuaded by somebody else. Had I heard somebody else say something. And three, I, I don't give a shit with anybody else. I really don't. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I just don't care anybody else. It sounds so entitled and arrogant and conceited. And I don't I don't mean it like that. I just I don't I don't care. I don't care. I just I don't. I, I I'm not saying I'm right all the time, but I have my opinions and I've been doing this a long time. I'm on the cusp of seven hundred episodes here of the Taz show, so I kind of know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I understand this. I understand you guys. I know what you guys like from me. So I think we have good synergy. Um, so here, back to to my point on this. Like I, I have, I do have a concept I want to say. I don't think anyone else has said this. So this could be a hack alert ahead of time. Um, and I, it's I I, don't, I almost don't want to say it out here on the podcast and put it in the universe because then it could be taken but i'm in a tough spot sometimes because i want to give you guys the right content you know because you guys download my stuff and buy my t-shirts and you know support my career you know um so i'll get into that i'm gonna say my concept here in a few minutes i might even need another water break a little bit because i'm a little dry um on a shoot that is 
I do have to mention though, like, you know what? Let me let me just do the water break here. I, I got it. I'm thirsty. I really I'm not working. Sometimes I work the water break and I gotta shoot with you. Sometimes it's not work. Oh, Mizu. Yes. Had a lot of people. I made that mistake of asking people um to send me uh photos of you guys with your water bottles at work and stuff like that. Remember when I said that? Next thing you know, I had fucking tons of shit on Twitter with people drinking water and bottles. Um, it got to the point where I love all you people, but it was like a little too much. You know, it was like, okay, I get it. You guys all got water bottles. I shouldn't have asked for that. But you guys came with it. Oh boy, big time. Big time. So, anyways. Uh... Alright, so it was What the hell is going on here? What's going on? Oh, here we go Okay, no problem Alright, so It was a long water break I know Very, very long water break I understand that um, What else we got? So The um, Something I wanted to get into for a sec Before I tell you about this idea Actually, no, let me get into the idea first Let me do that first Okay So You got Big E And you got Woods Right? So what they do? They helped Kofi go right in here and get this opportunity. They've been by his side nonstop at Kofi's side. They helped him get the opportunity to go to Mania to face Brian. Sweet. Now, what do you do from there? All right. Well, this is not a prediction show for WrestleMania. We'll get into one of those next week. But what do you do here? I'll tell you what you do. Okay. Now, sure, they could do something where, you know, a lot of people throwing out, okay, well, they could do something at WrestleMania where Big E and Woods help, somehow, some way help Kofi beat, you know, beat um, uh, Daniel Bryan to become WWE champion. They could do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't have Kofi and Big E do that. I would do something earlier in the show, either on the pre-show, but WrestleMania is so many hours so long. Earlier in WrestleMania, like a backstage thing of Kofi's getting ready for his match, big main event, a big, uh, not main event, big, big, you know, massive championship match against Daniel Bryan. Um, and what I would do is I'd have Big E and Woods in the locker room talking them up, hyping them up. Come on, bro, you got to do this, got to do this. And I'd have Kofi say, guys, listen, <sighs> I love you getting me ready here. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. When I go out there, I need to go out there by myself. I need to do this by myself. Please, please. And they're like, you got it. You got it, man. They hug him, all this stuff. Everything's great. Before he goes through the curtain, the face Daniel Bryan, you have a camera backstage, right in the gorilla position, right by the curtain. And you have Woods and E. Hug him again. Go get him, bro. Come back here when you're done with this match with that championship. Come back here with that fucking crazy looking wooden belt. Uh, I wouldn't have him say that, Pop. That's something I wanted to say. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I would do all that, and then I have Kofi go out there and work, and him and Daniel Bryan they'll have an excellent match, and then I would I and then let's say you you have the new WWE champion becomes Kofi Kingston. Okay, then you have Ian Woods run out there, celebrate with him and all the stuff, put them on his their shoulders. He's got the tie on there. It'd be a great, good, feel-good moment. This guy did it. He finally did it. He went to the top of the mountain. He just defeated Daniel Bryan. Yada, yada, yada. Now, now once you get to SmackDown TVs and once you start doing your regular TV shows and your story arc, what I would do, um, now is when the fun begins because... What I would do is you got Kofi as champion. I'd build him and use him as a fighting champion where I'd have him wrestle a good amount here and there on TV because that's his style. He's a baby face that fights from underneath. That's what he does, and that's how he gets over. He bumps and he sells phenomenally, and he's an amazing athlete, and he's got great offense. So I would use him because he's such a great worker and a great character. And as you're doing this, you have Woods and E, you know, now, this is something that I would draw out for a lot of months, you know, a lot of months, six months, four, four and a half, six months, something like that, where you have Ian Woods, let's just say hypothetically, they have to do like a, a signing somewhere, you know, an autograph signing, um, you know, or the company wants them to do a signing and, and Kofi's going to the signing and then Woods and E are going with him and they do like a backstage thing and, and Kofi, Kofi's like, no, 
dude, I think it's just me. I don't, I don't think they have you guys on this one. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. No problem, no problem. Yeah, man, no problem, man, no, no problem. And he goes by himself, Kofi. And then a couple of weeks go by. Everything's cool with these three guys. But then a couple of weeks go by, something else happens where, I don't know, for argument's sake, um, you, you want to do a deal where, um, you know, where Biggie and Woods want him want Kofi to go somewhere, like to whatever, to, there's uh, a bad example, a club or go somewhere to dinner or whatever. And Kofi's like, Nah, dude, yeah, I'd love to. I want him, man. I want him, but I can't. I got to do this this thing, man. I, I got to go on whatever, uh, Jimmy Fallon's show, you know, something big, some big TV spot, whatever he's got to do. You guys see where I'm going with this. And I would slowly build that up where Kofi is not being a heel. He's not being an asshole to his friends. He's just got so much responsibilities on his hands because he's the, he's the WWE world champion. He's got so much on his hands where – Woods and E, while this is all happening, they can't win a match. So the higher Kofi's going, the lower Woods and E are going. And while they're going lower, Woods and E, every time they try to hang with their buddy, he don't have time for them. Oh, I see what's up. You ain't got time for us. Oh, okay. But you don't say that. Until they turn on Kofi and beat the hell out of him Somehow, someway, either cost him a match or do something At the end of this angle, towards the end of this angle And that's the promo that you have Woods and or E cut Like, you didn't have time for us Meanwhile, we're the motherfuckers who got you there Without us, you ne- months ago, you never would have went to WrestleMania To face Brian Without us, dude but then you ain't got no time for us because you're a big shot now because you're the world champion now. Dude, this is a layup. This angle is oh, money. <laughs> I had to share it. I don't know. I had to share it. There's so many more layers to it. I think I gave a lot of it here, but there are definitely other layers to it that you can definitely go with. Um, it, it, it's, and those two guys, Woods and E, they will be not good heels, awesome heels. Because this is perfect. This is perfect. Okay, because of Kofi and all the build and the friendship that these guys have had, okay, for so long. And the build up that they've done here, the build up that they've done to have E and Woods be in Kofi's corner. Pissed at the owner of the company Pissed at Vince, at Mr. McMahon Because he swerved Kofi bah, 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 All this stuff I gotta tell you To me, this is a layup This is a layup Now, only negative what it is Once you do a turn like this You really can never get the band back together again It's done a little diff- This is a little bit different than the Shield Because you had three guys go off in their own way Come back here and there, come back They break up again, they come back Just a little different team This New Day thing, they've always been together And they've been a comedy act You know what I mean? They've been a comedy act So, you know um, I don't know man. It's it, To me, it's they could do so much with this Really so much with this so I just want to spitball that with you a little bit here And as usual, it's free <laughs> And meanwhile, you go and grab uh, other guys' content That you, they charge you money And you're probably not getting that kind of stuff So uh, one day I'll figure this out um, The last thing I want to talk about is uh, You know, uh, um, some comments that were made by WWE Hall of Fame A legend, superstar Billy Graham uh, I've met Billy Graham uh, during my time with WWE, one, during my time in WWE, a couple times, um, always was very nice, uh, very nice man, and and I respected him. I remember Billy, uh, superstar Billy Graham, and his prime. I was a fan of his work when I was a kid. Uh, just uh, one of the one of the early bodybuilder type, muscled up guys who was just. He had that Hulk Hogan flair before Hulk Hogan He had that Jesse the Body Ventura flair before Jesse the Body Ventura True innovator was Superstar Billy Graham in his prime uh, Must see TV back in the day If you're not familiar with Superstar Billy Graham's work From his years in the business in the 70s and 80s You know, when he was his prime prime um, You know, go on YouTube or WWE Network I'm sure you can find it, whatever Now, the reason why I'm bringing up Billy Graham For those that don't realize 
you know, he had some, he was very outspoken, I believe on his Facebook page and about Kofi Kingston uh, getting a WWE title match at WrestleMania. He called it a joke and he was basically saying, he was a little perplexed saying, is WWE serious here? Like, you get this, these, he, he ripped Kofi, he ripped WWE, basically saying that Kofi's a 145-pound uh, guy, and, and, and if he wins the title, he'll be 145 champion, um, you know, and he's just, he doesn't understand why and how they would do this. Um, more or less, the long and short of it is, he, as far as Kofi goes, he, he ripped a lot because of Kofi's, that Kofi's not a big guy. Um, yeah, and talked about how if he, if he you know if he took that belt line, put it against Brock Lesnar, you know what would happen if you have the smack you know the WWE champion on SmackDown who's not a big person. Let's say it is Kofi Daniel Bryan's not exactly a giant either. Um, uh, compare them to a Brock Lesnar. Now you know, so obviously most of you folks I'm sure figured out you know superstar Billy Graham um, is from a different. Era in the business, obviously, when it was it was all about the big man, you know, it was all about the guys that were 250, 260, 280, 300 pounds that were top guys and that were champions and all that stuff. And and it, it's obviously changed over years, not just the past few years, uh, during ECW years, during the, the attitude years, the, the the size thing started to slowly go away. I unfortunately was in the middle of the transition. I wasn't on the plus side like now, where it doesn't matter if you're not 6'3". As long as you can work and do some cool stuff and connect to the people, you're going to make a lot of money. Um, I was in the middle of the transition. I wasn't on the plus side. But I also was on the negative side of, if you were not big, of being on the the gigantic side of the 80s and and early 90s when you had to be massive to make money. So... I am not going to sit here and disrespect Superstar Billy Graham. I would never do that. Um, I'm I'm from I broke in from a guy with a guy years ago, who uh, who is from the same era as Superstar Billy Graham, and I was learn I broke in under the unpredictable Johnny Rods, who I was taught respect right away of veterans, and that you keep that respect for those veterans your whole career, uh, people who've laid the groundwork for a guy like yourself to make a dime in this business. So I, I, I know that, and I remember that, and I will not disrespect Superstar Billy Graham. Um, I disagree with him to a degree. So I can't give you a firm, I can't give you a firm, um, you know, how do I word this? I can't give you a firm um, uh, hot take on either being pro Billy Graham's comments or on the opposite side of Billy Graham's comments. I can't. I can't do that. Um, you know what I mean? I, I, but I will say this. Um, I, 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 I feel like if, if this is the thing, I feel like if, if, if this was a situation where Kofi was – I don't know, the size of Bobby Lashley, I think it's pretty firm. It's pretty, obviously, I should say that Billy Graham would have no problem with what with, with WWE's doing. It's a different time. It's about the athleticism. It's about the audience popping for athletes moving fast and doing high spots that are different and, and move sets that are different than guys years ago. That doesn't mean what the men did years ago and women weren't awesome because they were. It's just a different... It's a totally different era. It's decades after. The part of Billy Graham's statements that I quasi lightly agree with, and I'm not going to sit here and say Kofi King's 145 pounds. I know Billy Graham's being sarcastic. He's more than 145 pounds. What what I'm what I'm what I'm talking about here is Billy Graham's not, and this I don't want to be rude towards Kofi or nothing like that, or Daniel Bryan, but Billy Graham is not completely dead wrong on what he's saying. Um, I'm, I feel I'm more new school than old school, but the old school in me is if you have the world heavyweight championship, it should be people that are heavyweights, but that kind of feel and that narrative has changed over the years in the business. Um, it's a little confusing to be honest with you, just my opinion when you have the, the the cruiserweight division and 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 guys that are supposed to be under two hundred five, um, 
and you have some of those guys there, but then you have some guys that are on the main roster on Raw SmackDown that are on that show that could be could have the body weight that could be in that that lighter division, or maybe should be if you're going to do it as a, almost a shoot. But it's not a shoot; it is a work. But I only say this this part of Billy Graham's comments that I do agree with about the body weight thing. I wouldn't have been as I can't sit there on my podcast or go on one of my social platforms and be, I'm just not going to be that. I, I just got to be careful if you're old like that. It could come off as mean. It could come off as bitter. And I don't think Billy Graham's bitter, but it can come off like that. So I think you got to be careful with that. Um, I'm very opinionated out here, as you guys know, uh, on a lot of stuff in wrestling, especially WWE. And I critique them a lot. A lot of times I put them over. But I always try my best not to come off as bitter because that's the, you know, a lot of times, not not of recent, but when I first started doing this, when I would critique WWE, a lot of people would listen to my podcast or live show like, oh, you're just bitter, man, because you're not there anymore. You're just bitter because you don't want. No, it's why would I be bitter? I'm not there anymore when I left on my terms. Like, why would why would I be angry about that? I didn't get fired <laughs> So I wasn't fired You know like and even if I was fired That don't mean you have to be bitter just because you got fired uh, Just because you have an opinion or you critique Something you don't agree with something they do doesn't mean you're bitter So uh, anyway I digress on that Here's the thing When I was in my prime and I was a champion When I was a world champion um, No matter if it was The ECW championship or if I was a world Tag team champion Um I always wanted to be considered a heavyweight, okay? So I kept my body weight. Now, I'm 5'8", five, 5'9", five, depending on the day, right? <laughs> so I kept my body weight over 245 pounds, always, my whole career. Well, when I say my whole career, let me, from ECW, like early years of Eastern Championship Wrestling, early years ECW, Tasmaniac years, I was above 240, 245. Human suplex machine years, I was between 245, 255 most of my career. WWE, probably around 250, 245, somewhere in there. You get where I'm living here, though, right? I always, I worked hard at that. It doesn't, well, you must ate a lot of food. No, no. I ate a lot of meals, just smaller meals, but a lot of meals, and I trained heavy and, and I, to keep thickness on my body, to keep body weight up. Also, being shorter, I was able to keep, because I had a compact, stockier frame, I was able to keep some thickness on my body, but yet it was always hard to stay leaner because I wasn't tall. My body weight's not stretched out. So my point in this, I don't want to get too long-winded about myself, but my point in this is I always, I, I, I had promoters years ago before ECW say, hey, do you want to cut some weight and get down to whatever, 220, be a cruiserweight, be a light heavyweight or something because you're not tall? I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I, I want to I can work with, with the bigger cats and, and control their body And I did that for my whole career So I'm strong enough I'm, I'm talented enough I'm, I, I, I'm good with my hands and my body and I, My technique is there and my, my background is legitimate enough I know what I'm doing So I always felt like, no, no I don't need to be a cruiserweight No knock on cruiserweights But my body frame is thick My bone structure is thick And I'm not, I'm not a light guy I don't need to be light So my point in bringing that up is that part of me, I agree with Billy Graham, where if it's the heavyweight championship, the belt, I, that maybe it's old school, but I believe that it should be. Uh, I'm going to rephrase it. It, it. I I have no problem that it's bigger guys. So when you have a guy, when you mention, like Billy Graham mentioned Brock Lesnar, well, it's tough to mention Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar is a, a, an enigma. Brock Lesnar is a freak of nature. He's a, he's a human being with a, a ton of size, power, and muscle, but yet he has the cardio and the speed of a guy that's 200 pounds. So he is a legitimate freak athlete. You know what I mean? I know that, and I can say it personally because I've trained with him, <laughs> and I, I, I traveled with him, and he traveled with me, and we talked a lot. We were friends, and so I, I know the athlete the guy is. Um so it's unfair to say him as far as a bigger guy, how he moves. But it, 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 it's a different time now that not – look, at Daniel Bryan's been the champ, and, I mean, he's, he's not a big guy at all. If, 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 they put the, if they put the universal title one day soon, eventually they did it for a, a blink of an eye, then he got hurt on Finn Balor. 
I mean, so I, I don't know. I guess Billy Graham, all those might throw a flag on that because he's not heavy either. It's a, just a different time now. It's a little bit of a tough thing, and that's why I can't give you a firm opinion. I'm sorry I'm on the fence. I just wanted to talk about it for a second. But So I get what Billy's saying. I do because I believe in the word heavyweight and heavyweight champion. I do believe in that, and I worked my ass off to stay there. Now, listen, real quick. I kept my body weight that high. No one ever told me to do that. Paul Heyman, my years in ECW, never said do that. Uh, when I worked in Japan, they never said do that. When I worked for Vince McMahon, they never said Vince never said do that. No one ever said anything to me about my thickness or size. Hey, except for years ago, I had, like I said, smaller time promoters that were doing stuff, cruiserweight stuff here and there. They did. And I'm like, no, I'm not going down to cruiserweight. No one ever said to me, get bigger. No one's ever said that to me. I had someone say get smaller. Like I said, small time promoters, but no, no one of the bigger name promoters. No, never. Bookers and stuff. No. So I just wanted to bring that up about what Billy Graham said. I just to just to talk about that for a second here. And um, me personally now, in closing, I have zero problem with Daniel Bryan being the world heavyweight champion. I have zero problem if Kofi Kingston becomes the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I have no problem with it. I really don't. I don't have a problem with it. I do understand what Billy Graham's saying. I don't agree with it, but I do get his point. He's not completely wrong. He's not. So that's just my stance on it, and I want to just touch on it for a second, and that's it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of The Taz Show. As usual, it's a lot of fun coming out here and talking to you jobbers. Uh, This is what I do. And uh, no one's better than me. I'm the fucking best. I'm running the game, and we know that. All right, I'm Taz Yanat, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for downloading. Make sure you subscribe, subscribe, and don't be an asshole and not subscribe because that's just not cool. All right, take care. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right, bye bye. Yeah, yeah. Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people.